What up, y'all? And welcome back to Wicked 101. As always, I'm your host, Defect. That was supposed to be an air horn, but I hit the lamb, so fuck it, right? What up, everybody, man? We got a great show tonight. Uh, I got motherfucking class from the Underground Avengers. I actually give him some air horns. I just get the lamb, but class gets the air horns. Look, we got class in this motherfucker from Underground Avengers. He's one one third of the trio with Boondocks, Class, and Buckshot. And uh, they recently released Anomaly 88, which is uh, making waves, man. It's making some fucking noise in the underground, man. I'm really excited for my boy, man, because look, here's the deal. Me and Class, we go back, man. He's, I mean, a long time, man. This motherfucker's been grinded. Like, you guys, man, I don't know. Like, I get excited because it's like, you know, that's that's my, my, my homie from back in the day. And uh, to see him doing the big things that he's doing right now, that's the shit to me, man. I, I love seeing that people coming up, especially people that I came up with, you know what I mean? And uh, I, I just love seeing it. But this album is the shit, dude. I don't, know if you, I don't know if you've heard it yet, but if you haven't, you're kind of fucking up, man. Um... But yeah, it's got uh, it's got a bunch of dope features, man. They got fucking Tech Nine, Twisted, Ritz, Jelly Roll, Chris Calico, Crucifix, Blazer Dead Homie, King Iso. All on that's all on one track. You know what I'm saying? Like, holy shit, it's just so fucking fresh, man. And uh, but yeah, man, it's just super cool to see my homie grinding, man. But like I said, we go way back, and uh, like here, here's a little here's a little uh, here's a little uh, taste of how far we go back. This is uh, hanging up in my recording studio. This is uh, the the set list from the Gathering of the Juggalos 2007. And you'll see that they had me opening the fucking show. Fuckers. But yeah, they had me opening the show. And, um, you know, that's how it goes, though. But look, they had me opening. And then a couple sets later, you see that class down there, 240 to 310. He was grinding. He was grinding. We were all grinding. This motherfucker's making some moves, man. I'm just trying to I'm just trying to let y'all know, like, shit's going down, man. This motherfucker. Look, I feel like I'm rambling now. So look, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna get the motherfucker on the line. I'm gonna play a track here. Uh this is all fall down. Um, this is uh some some class shit. And uh you know, we're trying to school you here on Wicked 101. That's the whole point, man. We we trying to we're gonna talk about the history of class, how he came up in the game. Um, we're gonna talk about Underground Avengers, his new album Anomaly 88. Uh, we're going to talk about what's next for class. We're going to take some calls a little bit later. Uh, it's going to be a good time, man. So I hope you guys stick with us. And uh, right now, this is uh, All Fall Down by Class, man. Make sure you uh, check it out. And we are back in this motherfucker. Let me uh, let me just get Class up on the screen here, man. I got to pipe it in. You know, we we working with this ancient technology uh, the classroom, uh, the classroom shits. So, uh, class, I think you're on the screen, bro. I see myself. And I think we can hear you, too. How you feeling tonight, man? Feeling good. Still sick as shit, but feeling good. Yeah, you, you sound a little under the weather, man. Is that, is that the uh, the Juggalo Plague from uh, being on tour? Pretty much, man. Just just being around the crowd, just got all fucked up in the game. I heard you, uh, I heard you fucked up your leg, too. Yeah, no, it, it feels decent now. Uh, but yeah, for a minute there, like I guess 
teeth. It was like real sore. Fucking would get stiff after every show and feel like it was fucking broken. And plus being in the band, you know, with every all the other big motherfuckers, it's like there was no room to move it around, so it would just fucking lock up. Right. Yeah, you, you had to you had to share it with uh, Axe, right? You had to share the the band with Axe on the tour. Three of their homies that were also working for Magic and Buck. Jesus Christ! So how many people in the van total? Eight in a twelve passenger van that fits four. <laughs> and they were all they were all big motherfuckers too, right? Like I mean, like the Axe boys are they're 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 some big dudes. Yeah, no, I mean, and then you know, both me and Buck are like six three, two eighty plus. Right. Yeah, fucking, uh, I seen what you posted on, uh, what is it, Facebook or Instagram, where you're like, if the Axe was a family, they're going to be family now, or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> We're all real close in that bitch. How was, how was the tour anyway, man, uh, other than uh, being stuffed in a in a van like Sardines? Did you have a good time out there? Yeah, tour was good, man. Met a lot of people that have been, you know, fucking with me for years. Met a lot of people that were newer to my music through Magic and... You know, just got to got to meet a lot of people. All the shows were a lot of fun. You know, fucking uh, all the acts on the tour, obviously, Triple MFD, those are my boys. Uh, got to know acts a whole lot better, which, I mean, I love those dudes. Um, Lana Black and them, they were really cool people and shit, so, like, the, the, the fucking tour was dope. What do you think was the hypest crowd? Um, either Wooster... Dallas or Dayton. Like those three stand out the most. Like those three were probably the wildest, the wildest three shows that we had. And you're you're no you're no stranger to touring though, right? Like you've you've uh, you've been touring for a long time, man. I mean, I, I saw that that uh, that flyer I got hanging up in the studio from 2007, The Gathering. I mean, you've played The Gathering a million times, you know. Uh, Pretty much every fucking year that I was there, I think, pretty much. Like, you're always yeah, uh, always yeah, playing like, together. I played I played The Gathering like 12, 12 or 13 years straight. That might be a record. That, that includes two times on main stage and then several times on second stage late night. And then I even played like the fucking 2 o'clock in the afternoon fucking death stage you know full of heat right but i mean yeah we like i went on tour with wreck a few years back with recognized for strange music like we went on tour a few years back uh i did a stint on blazes clockwork gray tour um some odd years back so i mean i've toured a little bit here and there yeah but this this might have been one of the the biggest scale ones though would you would you say right i mean probably the longest yeah, because, I mean, I, I went with Twisted on a Fright Fest before, but it was only, like, five shows. Uh, Recognized was only, like, eight shows. Uh, Blaze, I think I ended up doing eight or nine shows. and But this was, like, uh, like 21 or 22 shows. But you got you got to love it. You got to love it to uh, to be finally getting out there and, uh, you know, getting your name out there. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy for I know I know. I feel like I'm gushing like a like a like a teenage girl or some shit but i'm just i'm just really happy for you man because I, I i you know I, I watched you come up and and put into work you know and i and i just want to give you a little round of applause man because I'm, I'm really excited for the movies that you're making in the game you know what i mean thank you i appreciate it man it's been a 
been a long fucking road, but feels nice, man. You know, it's, you know, hard work fucking paid off, you know, for the most part. So can't really complain. Right. So what do you, uh, you got a, you got a pretty distinct style, bro. Like, uh, I want to know, I want to go all the way back to when you were a little class and, uh, I want to know, like, who are your inspirations? I mean, obviously, you know, you, you followed the path of the wicked, and you kind of went down that road. But, um, you know, who who inspired Class to pick up the mic? Um, you know, for the most part, you know, like I was really in the ICP when I was young. Obviously, I was in the Twisted when they popped on the scene. Um, but the majority, like, I think where I got a lot of my style from is I was I was hardcore into like shit like the Casualties and like really hardcore punk and then like I was a big fan of DMX and Ice Cube and I think like just the the aggressive nature like the my style my my aggressiveness on stage like shit like that I think is kind of formed from like that trio like Ice Cube and DMX and how dark he was and then like just like the way I used to love the way like punk rock shows were they weren't like laid back they were like they're like in your face you know, it's like, a, it's like I always I always used to say, like, like I want my show to be like a quick kick to the face. Like, I don't want you to, like, have time to, like, think about it. I want to just come out and basically, you know, fucking kick you in the goddamn teeth and then be gone. Like, that's what I, that's what I like. Right. Well, I mean, from what I've seen, you, you, you tend to do that. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I left with my wig on the ground. I'm still picking it up. So, hell yeah, hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, Fright Fest was the shit, though, man. Um, uh, you know, it was cool to see you putting it down like that, man. Um, the uh, kick to the face, man. I mean, that's 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 the only way you can explain it. Um, see, that, that's what I always thought, man. It's like I, I never wanted to be like, you know, at, like when I first started, man, I didn't have a fucking clue, dude. Like, uh, like basically, I learned majority of my shit from like McNasty, like early. But I didn't really know how to do a show. Like I swear to God, the first show I ever did, I stood in one corner of the fucking stage because I didn't I didn't have an idea of you know what to do and just slowly built on it. But I, I never wanted to just be like average rap show where you just kind of stand and kind of walk back and forth and you know like I I wanna I wanna make people like mosh like I want my shit to be like a rock show but with rap like I, I like I like the I you know I like the the violent aspect of it because when I went to shows. When I was 17, 18 years old, like I was in a mosh pit, right? You know, I, I was I was trying to fuck shit up. So that's that's uh that's kind of what I want, man. I, I want my shit to be more like more like energetic. Like I don't I don't want to just be that dude that's just like yo yo yo. You know what I mean? Like yeah yeah. And it's you know it's gotta be uh, like coming coming from somebody as a solo artist and uh, a fat kid to boot. Uh, you know, when you're up there by yourself, it's a lot harder to pull that off, I think, you know? But when you got a trio like Underground Avengers, I feel like it, it kind of helps lend to that energy and you guys can feed off each other and, you know, there's more there's more jumping around. You know what I mean? Would you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I mean, I learned real quick. Like, that's why I've always, uh, I mean, for the majority of the time I've been performing, I've always had a hype man. And, like, that, that person knows, like, uh, I want their energy level to try to be 10 times more than my energy level. Cause right. I'm gonna give off a lot of energy. So if they can give off even more energy, it's just gonna look really dope and it's gonna get people involved. 
and get people hype and, and, and want to be involved in the show and be a part of the show, you know? And so like, that's what we try to do, man. We try to really be aggressive and, and be on point with our shit and, you know, have each other's timing down. And, and it's just like a, it's just like a good overall show in my opinion. Yeah, for sure, man. So, um, you said punk rock, like what, what, uh, what kind of punk shit were you listening to back then? I mean, it was just like the the more hard shit, like you know, like uh, like the fucking, you know, like uh, like dark clubs, dirty venues style fucking punk rock, like just, you know, all, all like off the wall shit, man. Like not not really like pop punk and and emo and shit like that. Just kind of like uh, like that that weird dark room shit where you know it might the club might only fit like. 60 people in there but those 60 people might all come out of there with bruises right if you if you were to put like if you were to say like i've I've heard people say uh you know my style is a combination of this person this person and this person if you could put together like three people that were like the biggest inspirations that were like filtered down into what class is what would you what would you say the three most influential people were were um i mean like i said probably Probably Ice Cube and DMX, and because they were both super aggressive for rap, like they weren't—they weren't your average. Take no shit. Take no prisoners. Yeah, you know, especially DMX. Like when he came on the fucking scene, it was like a whole new ball game because it was like that dude was as mainstream as you could get. Like he was number one on Billboard, one of the most popular dudes ever. But he was dark. He was super. I mean, he has a whole fucking album cover where he's covered in blood. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like it was it was a different thing. And then uh, um. Like I don't, I don't think I could pinpoint a third group. I would, ju- I would just literally say, you know, like, like hardcore and like punk rock, like just shit where you like, just the style of music where, you know, the people on stage are moving back and forth and running back and forth and, you know, jumping in the fucking crowd. I mean, even the UGA shows, like, there were shows where me and Buck would jump in the fucking crowd and mosh while still rapping and shit, dude. Like just, just that, that, that good organic fucking. Like really live, you know, energy shit. Right. So, um, you uh, you've been around a long time, man, and we uh, I kind of I kind of mentioned it, you know, I've, I've been knowing you a long time, and um, what? Uh, how many albums have you put out in that time, man? Like, like I I feel like I feel like a lot of people might have uh, that are watching this might have might know you from Underground Avengers and. Uh, Maybe maybe they're just now hearing the name class, or maybe they're just now getting into your music. Like, what what albums should they go back and look at if, if they want to uh, um, really get the the whole class experience? You know what I mean? Like like what's the what, what would you say is the pinnacle album that they should go and, and look at first? I mean, if you want to go back like back and check shit out, then I would say go check out Anarchaic, which was the very first like formal album I put out. And that, um, and that came out in what, 2004, 2005? Yeah, around 2004. And then I'd say also Celebrity Death, which oh. came out about a year and a half later. Um, people still talk to me to this day about those two albums. So I would say if you want to, if you want to trace back to what, like where I started, those are probably the the two, Anarchaic and uh, Celebrity Death. If you want to kind of see how I've evolved and. Um, and like really like what where where I stand now, then I would say go check out uh, F Me F U, which is the the first release I put out with the LSP. And I like in my opinion, that's probably the pinnacle 
Like that, that's, 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 that's me at my best, you know, at that point. Like it took me two years to make that album and I, I just feel like start to finish, it's, it's probably my best work, you know, to date. And that, that one was pretty recent too, like last year or two, right? Um, it was it was uh, two years ago, three almost three years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, I feel like that one was like right around the corner. But you know, like my time is all fucked up because like I, you know, last time I did was 2012. You know, and like then it's like six years later, and I'm like fuck, you know. So it's like my, my time gets all yeah. fucked up. So it's it's hard. But I, I feel like that one was right around there. That's that's the shit. Um, so anarchic celebrity death, but you got a, you got a bunch of shit. I, I you got almost classic campaign trail, devil's tongue. What 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 am I forgetting here? Um, shit, dude. Uh, I, so there was anarchic and celebrity death. There was almost classic, which was a collection of songs prior to anarchic. There was a good morning uh, campaign trail. Uh, I've done three different you mad mixtapes. Um, there's a sick gang. CD with me and uh, some homies. The first UGA project, the second UGA project, Devil's Tongue, FMEFU. Um, man, like I, th- I think I think I'm somewhere. Like I've done like 15, 15 or sixteen total projects. Jesus, and, and probably a bunch of guest appearances sprinkled in there as well, right? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, man, I know. Out of collabs is, is is fucking outrageous. Like I like I. Uh, I found this like folder uh, on a on a computer is like a folder of gold that have like three hundred some odd songs that I had been on, and it's not even like total songs, dude. Holy shit! Are you fucking with me, man? Three hundred? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. You were about to tell us about your. Hey, like it's a. And I don't even I don't even think that's like all of them. Like I think there's still some out there that I don't have. And uh, there's a lot of like songs that I've done for people that I've never heard. Um, but the amount the amount of songs I've done for other people is 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 fucking is uh is astounding. Like honestly. What would you, out of the the collabs that you have done? What what do you think would be your favorite? Um, shit, dude, that's a good fucking question. Um. And you can't say Thanos. <laughs> right. No, no. Um, man, I did some shit. Like, I got, I got some tracks back in the day with McNasty and some tracks with uh, with people like Gruesome and uh, some tracks with Shy One, like, from way back in the day that, like, that I fucking love. Like, me and, me and Shy One at one point were, were working on a project, like, years ago. And we just never got it finished, but those songs are still like really dope to me. Yeah. So I have all kinds of shit that's like never got finished, but just sitting there dope, just dope, like a brick of dopeness that's just never been yeah, it's released. Like, and it's like shit that's never like been out either. It's like only shit that we've heard. Right. You know, like that's that's always that's always that's always like a you know you don't want to get drunk one night and be like you know what, I'm gonna fucking release this you know and then you're like ah maybe I should have did that you know you ever, you ever have one of those moments? Luckily, it would take a lot to be really drunk and upload and <laughs> send out a link. Right. Three hundred class tracks. Here you go, Dropbox. Yeah, yeah that, that would be bad. Don't do that. But um. Yeah, man. I just want I just want to be able to like let people know that you know, like, you know, like I said, the M and E crowd and uh, you know people that maybe just getting hip to you now, man. You know, I want I want to like 
show them where they can get this shit. So, like, the stuff we're talking about, these albums, can you get them on Gorehop and M&E Store? I mean, I know M&E Store just has the, the new album, right? But uh, Yeah, M&E just has the album. Um, I'm, in the, I'm in the works. I got to get the files over to, uh, to uh, LSP so that we can re-release all this old, older stuff. So nice. I'm hoping, I'm hoping by maybe early next year that like every, all my back catalog shit is back available. Um, like right now through them, you can get uh, FMEFU and you can get Devil's Tongue. But, um, and I, I'm sure there's like random spots on the internet from way back in the day where you can get older albums of mine. But, um, yeah, ho- hopefully early next year, uh, we re-release everything that I like, all my all my previous shit, you know. Right. So, uh, well, that's the shit. Uh, are you gonna put them out on CDs or just like on the like iTunes and shit? No, I'll probably try to do both, man. I'll probably try to do nice. CDs and try to get them up on Spotify and shit and all that. Okay, sweet. But in the meantime, you can get a couple of the albums at Gorehop, and then Emony Store has the new UGA, uh, UGA album, right? Yeah, and you can get the older UGA album and the the re the remake of Polyon album with the new songs on uh, on Mob Style Music Web Store. Right. Now, um, so uh, later in the career, like, what, what year did you uh, did you link up with LSP? Um, that was about, gathering was that, that was like, uh, I want to say 2015, 2014. Okay. It's been about three and a half years or so, three and a half, uh, it's been about three and a half years since I, I linked up with them. What, what uh, I think people sometimes I think people are interested in like hearing like the story of how shit like that comes about. So like obviously you know Scum's been in the game uh, as long as us. You know what I mean, just killing shit. But uh, how did you eventually get to linking up with with them? You know, and, and, and moving forward in that direction. Um man, I was honestly at a point where like I didn't even know if I really was into rapping and shit anymore, and just was kind of like out and. Uh, Actually, a homeboy of mine was actually, uh, my dude Kenny was actually like, you know, what would you think about, you know, trying to link up with, you know, LSP? You know, they've got a decent machine behind them and, you know, they seem to push their artists, their fan base is, is, is sick. So, you know, what would you think? And I was like, man, I was like, you know, we can see what's up, you know, talk to them and shit. And, you know, because me and Scum have been friends for a while. Uh, I've known IP for years. And so, like, I had friends, you know, over there and shit. So, um, so we kind of went through it and uh, he kind of back channeled it with Scum and them and then was talking to them and then I kind of talked to him and uh, I think we talked for about a four or five month period about it all and then finally um, finally we were we were all good on it like we you know I was I was ready to do it they were ready to do it um, uh, they were sufficiently ready to push it and you know I was ready to start getting to work on a new album so you know, we kind of made it official at the, I want to say it was the 2015 gathering. Pretty sure it was the 2015 gathering. Uh, the the first one at the new spot that they use now. Right. Uh, so, 
that was that, man. It was just a matter of, uh, at that point, getting the album done. But uh, I was I was happy where I was. You know, their their fan bases embraced me, which is cool because I mean, you know, I'm I'm nothing like scumming them. Like, you know, real like to be like real honest. Like I'm, you know, I'm nothing like you know pretty much anybody on the label. Like they all kind of, you know, they do their own thing with their you know with gore hop and all that. I'm kind of on the outside of that. You know, I I still do dark music. You know, and you know, horrorcore and shit like that, but it's not to that extent, right? You know, but they're super, super cool and and, and accepting, and so like it's it's been dope. Well, you don't you don't want to have like a hundred different versions of scum on the label, you know what I mean? You want to you want to have a a, yeah. a a variety of different talent, you know what I mean? The M and E pulls that off great, man. They got a whole roster of guys, and they're all different, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's their thing too, like just uh. You know, adding me is like, a, it was like adding a new, like, wrinkle into what they got going on. Like, it kind of changes up and brings in, you know, other people to, to check them out and shit, you know? Like a, like a more hip-hop-esque, horrorcore, you know, kind of kind of vibe. Right. You're talking about LSP still, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for sure, man. I mean, a lot of that shit is, uh, a lot of the shit that they got going on is, is very... Uh, straight to the point horrorcore slash your fucking throat you know what i'm saying <laughs> like like the yeah. balls to the wall like i'm gonna murder this bitch you know like it's it's but you kind of have like uh like you said a little bit more of the hip-hop vibe going on you know so but it, it's still dark you know what i mean yeah mine's more of like the telling of the story rather than the straight to the point right right I like to I like to think that my my music's kind of like that too, you know, kind of more the kind of flirting with the idea and before, before we yeah. get to the actual knife to the throat, you know what I mean? Rather than going straight to it, I want to tell you what led up to it before it happened. Right. Like, let's let's uh, you know flirt around a little bit, you know, <laughs> before we before we right. go all in, you know. I'm just stick to stick the tip in real quick, and then you know. <laughs> But look, man. Uh, so yeah. So you were talking about you were talking about uh, a folder of songs that nobody's ever heard, right? And uh, it got me to thinking that you know, back in the day, way back in the day, there was even talk about a project with uh, that me and you were both supposed to be on. You even remember yeah, this? What, what, you got you broke up there. What'd you say? The the NBK. Yeah. Whatever happened to that? I don't know, man. Like, I don't even like. I don't even remember, like, legitly what did happen. I remember, like, I put out like a verse, and I think I did one other song, like, verse for one other song, and it was all supposed to happen. And I, like, I literally, I don't ever remember if that was pre V signing to Psychopathic or Sans V signing to. It was definitely Sans. It was definitely Sans. Literally, don't know what happened. Like. I think I think I think what happened personally. I think what happened is we had uh, t- like how many people were in the group? Like six or seven, and they were all in different cities. They were all on different agendas, on different labels, on different time zones. You know what I mean? Like it was just. Yeah. I remember sending out like this this folder one time of this is what we have so far, and then like I had never heard anything from anybody, and it, everybody just had like different shit going on. You know what I mean? It just never really happened. Would you agree the with concept that? The concept at the time was dope because it, it hadn't really been done. You know, it would have been super fucking cool to like knock it out and achieve it, but uh 
but it is what it is, man. You know, like, you know, every everybody's gung-ho for shit, you know, until, you know, you really have to put in the work, get to work. Yeah, and then it's like, ugh, like, I don't know if I really have the time for this. I don't know how I'm going to get to the studio. You know, there's yeah. that excuse after I was, excuse. I mean, I remember, I think I recorded two or three verses for it. I was totally down, so, you know, shit happens. Yeah, it is what it is. So, um, did you ever think, you know, I, I seen a couple pictures you posted on, um, on Instagram. Uh, you posted like, uh, a picture of you in an elf shirt. Like <laughs> that one was just funny, but then there was, uh, there was another one that was, uh, you and Jamie Madrox. And then there was another one with you and tech nine. You were like a, a young version of yourself. <laughs> like you were baby face class <laughs> I don't think there was any facial hair out, out there it, uh, back then do you, did you ever think in a million years that you know you'd be doing a track with both of those motherfuckers on, on, on one track let alone doing an album that was released by Jamie you know what I mean like by Twisted's label like I mean just I just think about like me as my little old school juggalo self I would never imagine in a million years that I'd even be working for those guys let alone uh, putting out an album on on their label, so could you, could you even imagine that shit back then? No, cause I mean, dude, even like back, those pictures are like circa like fucking two thousand, right? Like uh, I, one with Jamie was like ninety nine or so, yeah. And then I one with Tech is like oh like two thousand two thousand. I wasn't even rapping then, like it wasn't even like a like something I was fucking doing at the time, you know? Like yeah. I was. You know, I think I think in 2000, 2001, I was kind of dabbling with it. I think that's around the time that we were messing with the full-scale riot shit, me and McNasty. But I don't think I was, like, you know, serious with it. I was just kind of fucking around with it. Um, I know for sure the picture that I put with me and Jamie, like, I wasn't, like, I was literally just a fucking kid in the crowd. Like, I didn't have any intentions of rap. It was just I was meeting, I was meeting Twisted. Like, I was... Right. You know, for the old school days where it was like the show would get over and you could go to the back of the venue and shit and, you know, usually meet, you know, there weren't like VIPs and shit back then. Like you just went to the back of the venue after a show and you usually had the opportunity real quick to meet, you know, artists. Like, you know, if you got back there and they were kicking it and shit. Um, but it, it, it's super crazy to to put it all into perspective, man, to like to, to grow up a fan, you know, of these dudes. And then, you know, kind of get into rap and get to a point in rap where it's like, you know, you gain some acknowledgement and then get to a point where it's like you meet them and like know them on a different level to the, you know, uh, that that's different from when, you know, you originally met them. And now to get to a level where like literally, you know, I was on a song with both of them, you know, Twisted and Tech on a song and like literally, you know, the group I'm in is fucking sign the magic like it's kind of like mind-blowing like the, the whole it's it's like it's uh it's the epitome of going full circle like it's uh it's wild to think about right i mean that's really all you can i mean it's just you look at those pictures and it's like you you i just i just imagine this kid at like never in a million years you know what i mean I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but it, it's just, it just it's crazy to look at those pictures and, and just and just think about like you you didn't have a fucking thought in your mind that one day you would be able to, to to do that. You know, I mean that's a huge accomplishment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like you know, like in the picture, it's like 
you know, like especially the one with the, the twisted ones. Like I couldn't I couldn't find the one with Paul, you know. But like you know, in that picture, like I, I like it was like to a point where like you know I didn't even know what to say to those guys. Like they, it was like like it was just like the the holy shit moment. Like holy shit, you know I'm I'm fucking you know meeting twisted. Like right. well you know like what the fuck. Right. To like I just got done doing. 21 shows you know basically being direct support you know for them on a nightly basis like it's 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 fucking crazy dude it's like uh you know it, it makes it all worth it you know as, as long as i've been doing this you know and it, it is it, as much as you know how it's been a struggle at times it's like there's always there's always cool shit that happens during the struggle that kind of reveals itself and makes it worth it again you know like it's it's crazy to think about dude crazy indeed um so moving on a little bit uh uga let's let's talk about uga a little bit um how the fuck did you hook up with boondocks and buckshot to begin with you know what i mean like i I just think like you're talking about three totally different cities three totally different styles uh like how the hell did that even come to like i mean i I just imagine like in my mind like the the same way the avengers are kind of like this uh, ragtag group of like you know misfits or whatever you know you guys kind of came together like that is you, was that like an inspiration for the name where it was like you know under, you know Avengers Assemble and like you know what I mean like how did how did all that come about I, I guess let me just stop Man, rambling and just say that you're on on the path like that's the that's the funnest thing about the whole like uh, like I don't know if some you know I'm, I imagine some people might think like the name is is fucking cheesy and shit and it's like you know ah. You know, but, you know, you know, for the most part, three of us are fucking nerds. So, uh, <laughs> I was, I was already talking to Buck at the time. And so like, um, fucking, we had been talking about like doing some songs together and, uh, like trading off a couple tracks. And so I recorded one, he recorded one, he sent it to me, I sent it to him, you know, boom, boom, boom. And we dug the fuck out of the tracks. And so at that, at that point he was like, you know, what, what would you think about doing a group? And I didn't, I didn't have a whole lot going on at the time, so I was like, you know, bet, like, you know, let's, you know, why not? The tracks are dope, you know, let's, uh, you know, let's fuck with it. And then, um, fucking, a little bit later, like, he hits me up and he's like, hey, you, you know who Boondocks is? And I'm like, yeah, of course, you know. Um, he's like, what would you think about him joining the group? And so it was like, uh, <laughs> this just seems so left field. You know, like the way well, you the way you put it, like that. Like I was yeah. fucking with the bo- buckshot, and then like all of a sudden, it's like you know who Boondocks is, right? Yeah. The key to the story is it was it was Boondocks in between his psychopathic stints. Okay. And so he was off of psychopathic at the time and was looking to work. And but so, he didn't uh, he didn't know what to do, and he was kind of like he just kind of wanted to so do something him, different. Him and Buck talking, and I guess Buck talked to him about the shit we were doing, and. Fucking um, so we started uh, so we we basically like we we put songs together and shit, and um, and it was that he, he joined the group and um at that time the year that we put out the album or the year because originally we didn't actually have a fucking name, like um we didn't have we didn't know what to go with we didn't have a name. Um, but at that that same year, like a, like a little bit before we started recording the album, that's when the original uh, Avengers movie 
came out from like the new sequence of movies. Right. And so um, the idea was dope, you know, because it's like, you know, in the comic realm, it's like, you know, the whole premise of the Avengers is is they're all they're all heroes. They're all separate entities. But at any certain time, they might have to come together to, to do something, you know, as a group. And right. so like that was perfect because it was like we were all solo artists. We're all separate entities. But for this moment in time, we were going to come together, you know, to to be a group, put out this album. So and then we had the whole premise of like, you know, saving the underground, you know. And so like it just it just fucking worked. Do Underground Avengers, you know, it just made the most sense. You know, um, it was like the whole premise of the whole thing was dope. And even of course, the aspect of like comic books and superheroes and shit, because like we were all into that shit and. You know, so it just kind of it just kind of fell together, dude. Right. I mean, I can see behind behind you. You got like a whole wall of pops. It appears that you're a waller, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's you the what's, what's left or up here either? What, what's that? You broke up a little bit. I said, you get to my left that are walled up, or the ones that are above Jesus. that are walled up. <laughs> what do you think is the coolest pop that you have? Oh, are you, do you, do you collect like the rare ones or do you, are you one of the guys that just like, you know what? I like horror movies. I'm going to collect horror movies. Or do you actually go for, are you like looking for the shit like Paula JBR? Um, I tend, I like to look for rare ones, but I do like, I collect a lot of WWE and like wrestling ones. Right. I collect the horror ones and I collect a shit ton of, of Batman. And so, um, those are, those are the most part. But then I, I like to grab, uh, I like to grab some cool shit. Like uh, my two of my favorites are, like I'm I'm a big fan of of um, Billy from Saw, and okay. I found a like a, a Chase fucking glow in the dark Comic Con convention special one that's uh that's worth a, a ton of money. And I found it online for like twenty bucks. Damn. And then uh, and then Sam from Trick or Treat because I fucking. It's one of my favorite movies, so I like that one too. But I've, I've got a ton, dude, all over the place that I, I fucking dig. My Sting ones, because I'm a huge, you can't see my Sting thrown over here either. Like, it's off the screen to, to my left, where it's like action figures and autographs and little die cast figures and my Sting pops. And so, like, those, those are cool to me too. That's the shit, man. Yeah, I, I decided a long time ago, I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna jump on this bandwagon because uh, I didn't, I didn't want to put that much bread into it i mean obviously just looking at the wall behind you i mean just the wall behind you is probably hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars from pops right I, I try not to think about it <laughs> my bad, the, my bad. i didn't mean to bring it up until the day comes where i have to think about it and i need to sell them all off yeah well, it's kind of like a CD collection, you know? It's like when you're buying CDs as a kid, it's like, oh, $10 here, $10 there, $10 here. And then, like, all of a sudden you have a 1,000 CDs, and you're like, holy shit, I must have spent, like, a life savings worth of money on these CDs, you know? That's kind of... Yeah, you never think about that. Like, I mean, I used to have... Remember them old-school fucking booklets that were, like, this fucking thick? Right. You know, and you could fit, like, 400 CDs in there. I mean, you imagine most brand-new CDs were 12 bucks a pop. Yeah. You know, if that thing was full, 400 CDs, and even if we just say $10 a pop, that's four grand in that little case. Right, right. 
God forbid somebody breaks into your truck and <laughs> takes that shit. You know, that was like the the worst nightmare scenario. You know, that was the worst because back then you couldn't just plug your phone into your radio. You know, so if somebody jacked your shit, you know, like your basically your world ended. Like you had to listen to the radio. Right. I used to I used to just uh, take my real CDs and create a burn disc and take that in the ride so that if my ride got broken into and so we took my CDs. I still have my CDs, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. <laughs> We're getting off topic, but... Yeah, the Sharpie mix CD where it just had all your favorite shit on it. Right. Yeah, and then as as the years progressed, it was just CDs of stuff I was working on <laughs> after a while. Yeah. But, so, uh, you were, we were talking about Underground Avengers, though. Um, you, guys, you said you guys are a bunch of nerds. You like that shit. That's how we kind of got into that. Um... But, uh, okay, so you hooked up with Buckshot first. It's the two of you guys. Did any of that shit, that early shit that you started fucking with, uh, get released on uh, any either of the albums? Or is there is there like tracks that never got released that are just sitting in that vault of 300? Uh, both of those songs are on the first album. Um, okay. Originally, I think one, one had a dude named Kid Fix on it. And we took him off and then... The other one had Molly Gruesome on it, and we took her off. But I think later on, Buck ended up releasing the one with her on it, um, which was Face on the Asphalt. Right. Um, but, um, so yeah, no, both of those songs that we had originally done together uh, ended up on the album. Right. Which, do you, can you know which ones those were, just for the history's sake of it? It was Face on the Asphalt. And then, um, man, the other one, I, I, I think, I think the other one is, uh, man, I just want to pick on my own song titles. Uh, <laughs> Look, man, Twisted, Twisted's gone through so many songs. There, there, there's been times we were, we were sitting there playing, I'll be playing a track during Ashtray's break or something, and Jamie will be like, Man, we sounded dope. What what album is this? You know, and I'm like, oh my god, this is like, this is one of the best songs ever. And he's like, oh, I don't remember. That's funny. <laughs> They've um, done so much music, man. They don't even know. <laughs> I can hear it in my head, like I'm sitting here, like reciting the words, but I can't remember the title. Uh, it's the fucking one where we talk about putting, getting out your iPhones and your phones. Like, uh, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. Know. I don't know what to do with my hands. Uh, yeah, you got me. I don't remember what the fuck the song is called. I have stumped him. He gets he gets a fail horn. Right? I'll remember it. Break into the middle of you talking and say the name. I'll just blurt it out. Right. Red right. style. <laughs> so you linked up with Buckshot. You linked up with Boondocks. Um, so Buckshot was the one that brought Boondocks into the fold. More or less, right? Say that again? Buckshot is the one that brought Boondocks in, right? Yeah, yeah. They, they had been talking, um, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know how long they had been talking and shit, but I, I just know that whenever whenever the shit, whatever happened and, and, and he left psychopathic, like it just kind of fell into our laps that he was looking for something to do and and, and we, we had something to do. 
And the um, that first album, what what label did that come out on? Because that that wasn't. Uh, I don't remember. What, what it was it? a it was a collab between Mob Style, Bucks label, and the label that I was on at the time called R Two. Like okay. they kind of went together to to put it out. Got you. And um, yeah, okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to think of the time the time period. This that was that was before LSP, right? Yeah, way before. Way before. What year was that? 2011. Okay. 2011. And um, and just for perspective, you, you guys like what city are you? Are you're in Texas, right? Yeah, I live in Dallas, Fort Worth. Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, Boondocks. Isn't he in Seattle <laughs> now? Yeah, he's in Seattle, Washington, and Buck is in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so that's like three corners of the country you know three different styles so i mean when you put it like that the name really kind of makes sense you know what i mean when you start thinking about like the avengers and uh, you know everything we were talking about that that's dope i never i didn't i didn't know where that came from what about um what about anomaly 88 like the name anomaly 88 for the new album let's talk about the new album a little bit um where did that come from can you elaborate i know there's been some speculation online some haters and uh, some, some, you know, just people trying to figure out what that means, like, or how it fits with the whole saga. Can, is there anything you can tell us? Um, the, it's kind of like a secret album title name. <laughs> like we wanted, to, we wanted to do something fun, um, but like, uh, if you if you listen to the album. And you listen to the skits, um, the skits where the guys are talking and it's talking about what's coming, yada, yada, yada. It kind of explains it in those skits. It doesn't, it doesn't outright tell you. It just kind of gives you a hint at, well, at what the title is. So, so you're basically answering the question without answering the question. That's what you're saying. <laughs> and is we, that is that, that if, if anybody if anybody guessed it, then we would we would put it out there. If they if they got it, and fucking then we would put it out there and let everybody know that that's exactly what it is. But until then, it's fun to have like this this secret title that gets people talking. I mean, some people want to talk about it negatively, but you know what the fuck ever. Some people also get their phone stolen and slapped in the middle of the street. <laughs> but, you know, uh, Did you other get... people just like to think about it. Like, they just, they like the puzzle. Like, they like the the aspect. Because it's like another, like, it's literally like another dimension to the whole, the comic aspect. Like, it's like, here's, here's like some secret thing inside of, inside of this thing, you know, and it's like, decipher it. Like, figure it out. Like, it's, it's a code. It's a fucking code. I'm too dumb to figure that out, man. <laughs> You know, it's like I—I I, I mean, I get like the whole concept and everything, but like I didn't—I didn't pick up on the the clues, and you made it hard for a reason to get people to be talking yeah. about it. You know what I mean? It's—it's it's fun because like we—we kind of knew it was—it was a two-pronged thing. Like one, you kind of get worried because it's like you don't—you don't, you don't want to think an album title makes an album, but at the same time, you know, album titles are a big deal. You know, it's like you know people gravitate to what an album title is called. It gives them. It gives them some sort of insight to the the album in its entirety. Like if it's a dark title, you assume it's a dark album. Like if you know, like you know, shit like that. Like um, 
so there is an aspect of worry when you do something like this. But at the same time, it's like, you know, when people, we, we kind of figured when people saw the album title, it was going to create its own buzz because it's like it doesn't explain anything. Yeah. So it's just like all we all we gave you was like this, this like, uh, like this space age fucking thing and like this, like this fucking alien alternate planet kind of vibe and this title. And it's like, it's up to you to kind of figure out the fuck we're talking about. Right. I will tell you this, though. The title was created in a Skyline Chili in Louisville. It doesn't help you at all. Like, if you go to that Skyline Chili in Louisville, sure is. Is, there, is there clues there? Like, if, you, if they were to sit in the exact spot that you guys were sitting, and they looked around, would, they, would there be a clue there? Or is it just something that came up in conversation? No, I should have fucking did it. I should have wrote it down on, like, the table at Sharpie. <laughs> Find that one that, line chili and Louisville, you'll get it. Right, right. Like underneath like the table it, in Sharpie. You have you have juggalos look at looking under the tables with their with their phone lights, you know, trying to figure it out. No, we were just kinda eating when I was out there like while we were out there and I was recording, we were all just kind of uh we were just eating and, and me and, and Buck were just kinda brainstorming, you know, titles and what we thought the title should be and what we thought the title should mean and and uh, that's just that that title's what came about. Like um, like we uh, we thought it sounded good. We took it to we took it to Dirty, and he jumped on board. And you know, Magic didn't have any issues with it, and so you know, we ran with it. I was just looking at some of the comments uh, in, in the in the feed here. Jeremy Bolanger says Anomaly 88 is the best record to drop this year. Great to see the local homies killing it. So, hell yeah. Nice. I just wanted to read that one because it, it stuck out to me. Um, but yeah, man, uh, the album is great. I mean, I mean, and I gotta say, and I don't, I don't want to take anything away from Buckshot or Boondocks, but I feel like you sounded the hungriest on that album. Would you agree with that statement? Like, you, you sounded like you were just like ferocious. You know, like a real in a real honest way like i have to you know um you know despite me being in the game for as long as i've been people don't really know me as well as they know the other two like you know boondocks is cemented in juggalo and underground lore so like people get it you know buck buck has a great fucking following you know like yeah people know him like you know he does very well you know, so so like I'm like that third member that I feel like, you know, at all times I still have to prove myself, which is fine because it makes me work harder. It makes me want to, you know, it makes me want to, in a sense, like outshine them. Like I'm not trying to do it like to be a dick. It just makes me work harder when when I'm writing and when I'm recording and, and, and shit like that. I just it makes me want to stand out because if I stand out then, you know, the album's going to just be that much better because those two, they already have such a built-in following that people are going to love it no matter what. So if I can bring another element, you know, of it being that fucking good, then it kind of it kind of helps put it over the top. For sure. And I think it did. Um, let me ask you this, you know, like doing music with my homies like V Sinister and uh, uh, Staples and, you know, uh, shit that I'd be doing, you know, we're always... We're always got kind of like a competitive vibe, like you were talking about um, 
Like you, you try not one up them. You know, do you guys, do you guys go back and forth like that? Like uh, I'm, I'm gonna kill you on this track, or oh shit, I, I gotta go redo my verse. You know what I mean? Like, do you guys have that kind of banter? Not in so many, like not in words, but like I, I would imagine, you know, there's always going to be that sense, especially when you're three solo artists forming a group. Like I'll be real honest, like my verse on Thanos is me attempting to be the best person on that song knowing damn well i'm not going to be right but like like i did everything in my power to stand out as much as i could i went outside of my comfort zone i went outside of what people know me for as is my rap and i i fucking you know i went for it with a with a bunch of dudes who are choppers you know and who are known for it i i went for the same fucking threshold you went for the jugular I think there is like this era of competition. Like, you know, all of us want our shit to stand out on this album. Like all of us want want to to be the best, but I think that's what makes it I think that's what makes it so good. But it's also, you know, it's like it, there's elements that even though it's like that, it's like it's it's awesome because it's like, you know, when we were recording, you know, um, you know, when I was in the studio with Buck, he would be like, Well, what if you do this? And then or I'd be like, Well, what if you do this? And like even the engineer would be like, Well, what if what if we change this and do this, you know, like, it's like, you know, even though, you know, I would imagine being three solo artists, there is some competition in it still to make it a dope, cohesive album. You know, there's those elements of like helping each other out, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than being able to feed off people, man. Cause there's nothing, uh, less motivating to try to just work up by yourself and like do everything yourself. You know what I mean? When you can feed off other artists, I mean, it, it just makes the project that much better. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree with that 100%. So, um, what do you think stood out on the album for you, like, uh, as far as, like, these tracks? Because, like, I liked My Room. I liked uh, Yeti Cup. That one was funny. Um, I don't I don't know how to pronounce this, but Al Gadonic, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, Al Gadonic. That was dope. Um, what, what do you think was your, your favorite track? Was it, uh, yeah, what was your favorite track on it? My favorite track is My Room, first yeah. specifically. Um, I feel like me being the opening verse to that song and just the, the way I did that verse, like I really feel like it it sets a tone for that song that's like really dope, especially with Gray's ver uh, hook. You know, because we got his hook and we were not expecting, you know, what he gave us. And so, um, so just, I like, I, I love that track overall. Um, I dig out Jadonic because it's a, it's a storytelling track in essence. You know, basically, it's 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 a it's a it's a dope track of like about you know, basically like like a serial killer, you know, with people chasing them, and like that person is telling other people like what they're doing, like why they're making it worse by chasing. You know what I mean? Like why right. how they're making it worse by chasing them? Like any like any top tier like serial killer over the years, you know, like they'll they'll write letters, leave notes, like traces, like shit that tells you they're one step ahead and that's like that's what that whole track is um i i love goodfellas um that song is awesome because like actually like we had the beat stevie stone's on that just, one right yes yeah um we had that beat and uh just so happened that that both me and buckshot wrote something about goodfellas in our verse uh, just on a whim, no no title at the point. So it was like, it was built in like automatically for us to call it Goodfellas, which is dope to me because that's one of my favorite movies of all time. 
And so like I love I love old mob shit and like I love that comp that concept. Um and then I think the rising, man, I, I like I think the rising is one of my favorite songs It's just it's like you know, to wait to wait seven years to put out a new album, you know, you 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 gotta hit people with something, you know, people are expecting something. And like I don't know if like that track's really what you're expecting. Like it's so like it's kind of like an epic, like uh like it's kinda got its own like epic comic movie stance to it. Like it's it's a big song. Like the the way the hook is, like the verses, the way the music sounds, the way it comes in. Like I like I really I really dig the rising and how we kicked off the album. Right. Well shit, man. Um it's a dope fucking record, man. And uh of course, finishing it with Thanos is like the perfect way to finish the album. I think you know you got a who's who of underground talent on there. You know, so how did? Um, let me ask you this, man. Um, and then maybe after this, we'll uh, I'll play a couple of class videos, and then uh, we'll come back take some calls. Um, how did it all come about with Magic Ninja? Like, uh, was it like Boondocks? Because uh, I, I kind of imagine, you know, he, Boondocks was already over there. He maybe he, you know brought it up like hey man you, we, we should do this project with these guys you know like how did all that come about um in actuality man like um we had we hadn't really had any any plans to do anything else like uh like that one album was was it like we didn't we didn't really have any any like forthcoming plans and um but one day me and Buckhead started talking and, and we're like you know it'd be dope to you know, try to do something else because it's like, dude, like I literally can't go. I couldn't go a day for seven years without at least one or two people mentioning Underground Avengers and if we were going to do anything else. And so we had started talking and just like, well, what do you think? You know, could we pull it off? Um, at this time, not nothing to do with the label. You know, we were we were talking with with Boondocks about it and trying to, you know, get the business aspect, you know, all squared away and uh, trying to do all that. And then um, actually some dudes from out here in Dallas, Fort Worth, they wanted to put on a show that would be a boondock show. But then uh, they had the idea to see if me and Buck would be down and if we were down to see if boondocks would be okay with it to do an underground Avenger show, you know, and to like do, you know, a show where all three of us perform but then at the very end of that, we all get together and do like, you know, an underground Avengers set. So we were all down and uh, that was kind of the tipping point, man. Like that show, that show was so insane. Like it was, it was, it was so crazy. There was people flying in from across the country to this show here in Dallas Fort Worth, dude. I mean, people, I, I, there was people that drove like 12 hours for one fucking show on a Saturday. <laughs> People that got back, that bought plane tickets from like Michigan and Florida and shit like that to fly in for one show on a Saturday, I believe just it. to see Underground Avengers, you know, do this show. And it was it was so it was so big, like it was so it was such a it was such a big deal that uh, everything else just kind of fell together after that, dude. Like um, like uh, you know, we we got upstairs green room after and we were just kind of like so you know what the fuck is up like when are we doing this album because obviously people want it and then um it was a couple weeks later or so that that 
you know, Buck was telling me that, you know, George and them were interested. And, uh, you know, to to being a part of this, to to putting the project out and to, you know, us, us signing and doing all this shit, you know, like at that time, it's like, you know, wow, like, that's crazy. But you're still kind of like, eh, you know, like, we'll see, we'll see. Right, right, and right. And then, then it was like, then it was legit. Then it was like, they are, they're 100% in. Every, everybody's down. Everybody's fucking excited. Uh, Seven was on board. Yeah, he, um, he produced the majority of this, didn't he? Everything but two tracks. He didn't produce Goodfellas, and he didn't produce uh, My Solo, Godsynth, who obviously you know is one of Magic's, you know, uh, uh, producers. He cre- he did those two beats, but Seven does everything else. So, so Seven was down. Godsynth was down to send us some beats. Magic was, was fully fucking in. Mike, George, you know, Jamie Paul, like everybody was fucking in. And... Dude, it just it just started falling together piece by piece. Like we started getting the beats. Um, on a side note, though, we had already Killer Instinct was already done. Like we had actually we had actually done it as a one-off. Like just because we were doing the show and we were like, well, fuck it, let's do let's do another song if it, you know if it leads to nothing, it leads to nothing. But so we had already recorded uh, Killer Instinct and it was already being mixed and mastered to put out shit before and then uh, obviously it got put on hold and uh, then we started doing the whole thing with uh, the magic socials where they were throwing out bits and pieces to announce you know everything so uh, it was crazy dude it was it became a whirlwind like you know Buck would call me every fucking day and be like like this is this is what's happening now like uh, like you know what do you think about this track you know what do you think about this track what if what if we have a track with with Ritz and, and Tech and Twisted and Jelly Roll and blah 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 like I'm just like I'm just sitting there like holy shit like <laughs> this, this is happening like this is really fucking happening man like and so it, it was crazy it got really fucking crazy dude but it was it was fun as shit man it was like it, it was it, it was for me personally it was everything like I could wish and hope for I always hoped that we would do at least one more not really personally. You know, because it is what it is on a personal level. Like, if we, if we never did again, at least we did the one. But for the benefit of of, of all the people that were constantly asking and pining and, and wanting more, like, it was exciting for me in, in, in that essence that, like, uh, like you could you could feel the energy. Like, as we were making these tracks, like, uh, like as we were in the studio and as, we, as, as, I, as I was recording this shit, you could feel the, like, you could feel the energy that we were putting behind these songs because it was like, we don't want to disappoint like like the, the people from way back then that have been wanting this for years. So like it, it became a fucking, it became a whirlwind, dude, it was nuts. Do you, uh, do you foresee uh, more projects uh, um, like this in the future? Like uh, Underground Avengers and uh, uh, putting out a Magic Ninja, do you, do you see that happening in the future? Or I mean, obviously, uh, maybe, maybe you can't talk about maybe it. Maybe seven years. I'm sorry, you broke up. What'd you say? So maybe seven more years from now. Seven years. Yeah, we got to keep it. I mean, if we took seven years the first time, <laughs> why not take seven years the second time? You know. Right. No, keep, um, keep it special. In all honesty, you know? in all honesty, I don't. I don't know. Um, you know, it's uh, it's one of those deals where it just it just depends on what everybody else wants to do. You know, it's like I'm I'm one. I'm one entity in a group of three, and now we have 
the label, you know, we have Magic too. So it's like, you know, Magic has to want to do more. Like they have to be proud of what the album did. They have to want to, to do more. And then, I mean, obviously the other two guys have to want to do more. Like I would love to do more, you know, like I, I hope that we do, you know, at least one more project, you know, like this one was so fucking dope. Like why not do at least one more? But, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm one, I'm one bolt in the wheel, you know, so. But as a, as a solo artist, you're, uh, you're still technically signed to LSP, right? Yeah. So yeah, I still, I still do my shit under LSP's umbrella. Right. And are, are you working on uh, new shit right now? Uh, for solo, yeah. solo shit? Yeah. I'll be, uh, hopefully, hopefully here soon. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm like, I've, I've been writing before I left. I've recorded some shit, like kind of demo style. Um, I dropped a track on my, 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 uh, Spotify called, called Come and Get It. Kind of like a, kind of like a feeler track, you know, like, uh, you know, see what people were thinking, how it did and shit. And, uh, so I'll be, I'll be working on a new album, um, over the next coming months and shit. Um, no, no time frame. Uh, maybe, maybe late fall. We'll try to next year or maybe, maybe summer. We'll see. It, it just depends on how I'm feeling about it and how, how quickly I want to push it. So, we'll, I mean, like right now I'm still, I'm still like FMFU still doing well and I still want to push it some because I'm very proud of that album. And I mean, obviously I want to ride the wave of, of the UGA album. So, you know, right. like, so at this point it's just, just a matter of, I'll probably slow play it. You know, get get the shit together and make sure I put out something that's that's fucking top notch. Yeah. Well, with that, man, uh, you want to take a little break and let, give you some time to take a piss or whatever you got to do. Uh, I'll uh, I'm gonna cut your video feed real quick and then um, we'll play a couple of class videos and then we'll come back. And we'll take some calls. How's that sound, man? Yeah, let's do it, man. And we are back. On Wicked 101, uh, I gotta pull up class here. Class, are you there? What's up? Hey, man. So, uh, those were, uh, what was that? We had uh, Pain and uh, This is Death, right? Yeah, Pain is uh, Pain is from a few years ago, but it's a dope video, dude. We shot it at a, a haunted house local in this room that, like, has a conveyor belt full of bodies and shit, so... Jesus. It was dope. And this is Death is from uh, Devil's Tongue, the, the most recent release I put out. <clears throat> right. Um, so I was going to say uh, that it was kind of cool that Psycho was in that track because uh, I want to I want to show some I want to show the crowd of something real quick. Can you, can you, I'm going to cut your, your video, but your audio is going to be live for a second. I'm going to I'm going to show them something real quick. Um, we actually have an announcement to make uh, for the next episode of Wicked 101, and it is none other than motherfucking. Sorry, it's taking so long. Man, I'm doing everything myself, man. You guys gotta wait with me. Psycho <coughs> from Insane Poetry is gonna be on the next episode of Wicked 101. So that was kind of an interesting segue having Psycho on that track. He's he's the shit, man. I'm really excited about that because the cycle's the shit, man. He's uh, he is. He, his he's flow is like his flow is like horrorcore butter. <laughs> he's just got this creamy ass fucking awesome voice for it. So I'm really excited about I mean, that. So good fucking words, man. He's just like dudes. Dude's literally a poet. Like literally, like if you listen to his music, 
the shit he puts together is, is fucking incredible, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So uh, as you guys can see, uh, we have the call-in number up on the screen now, 734-430-0549. And uh, if anybody wants to call, man, give me a call, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll put you on the air with class. And we'll, if you got any questions, you want to talk about Underground Avengers, you want to talk about the old shit, you want to just talk some shit, whatever you want, man, we're here, and we are live, and we are ready to go. Ain't that right? That is right. So, uh, you have anything coming up, man? That you wanna, you wanna, you wanna push and tell everybody about, or any shout-outs you wanna give while we're uh, was waiting to see if anybody calls in? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have anything to push right now, man. I'm just, uh, I'm just kind of chilled out. I mean, just getting off a tour. I'm just kind of, uh, just kind of relaxing, man. Soaking it all in. Um, definitely, if you haven't for some reason checked out the. <clears throat> the the UGA album, man. Go, go do yourself a favor. Check it out, man. Like it's uh, like I'm I'm super proud of what we did on that album. I'm I'm really proud of what I did personally on that album. So uh, you know, obviously it did well. It Billboard charted. We're super proud of that fact as well. So <clears throat> uh, yeah, check that shit out, man. Check out Axe's album too, man. Like I, it was cool getting to know them dudes. Um, they're killing it. And. Their album is fucking dope, dude. It's a it's a good fucking album, man. It's uh it's uh, I enjoy it. I, I enjoyed it a lot. I've listened to it a few different times. You know, I've got some songs that like that I that fucking love on that album, man. Like it's uh so shout out to those dudes, bro. Like they're they're good people. Like uh you know, the axe is, you know, quote unquote family. Like those are my dudes now. So yeah. <laughs> shout out to Magic. You know, thank you, thank you for everything, Magic Entertainment, George. Mike, you know, uh, Bat Dan in the in the Twisted Shop. Like, thank you to everyone holding it down, man. You know? Thank you too, my bro. Hell yeah, man. Um, so uh, so yeah, man. Uh, we we talked about uh, UGA. What am I leaving out? Is there anything I'm forgetting? Any, any important point to the story that uh, that I'm not uh, I'm not touching on? No, not really, man. I mean, uh, I mean, there's there's all kinds of shit that surrounds it, dude. You know, like uh, positive and negative. You know, obviously, but uh, you know, a lot of a lot of different. It's it's a lot different now. You know, with the new backing. You know, but it is what it is. Um, you know, obviously, we we debuted we debuted our 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 first album at the gathering in 2011, um, and then we performed. I think the next couple of years. At the gathering, uh, so <clears throat> so uh, those are that, that that was a good time, man. Like uh, it did really well that day too. Like we were we were pretty surprised, you know, standing out in the middle of the fucking gathering, like how how fucking well, you know, it was received. How many people were coming up to get it, and how many people were like taking pictures and shit. Like it was that that was crazy in its own self. Like we didn't even have a label behind us at that point. You know, right. it just was like, on its own was a was a big deal. So I don't know. I don't know if this dude's being a hater or if he's trying to be funny. I'm just reading the comments here. Uh, this dude Kenneth Fritch wants to know why did you kick Corey Straw out of the Fago Club? Oh, that's my dude Kenny, and uh, you know, I got it. Sometimes I just gotta remove people from from my clubs, man. Like we we've got a we've got a fucking club, like, dude. I'm a, I'm a complete nerd. Like I'll be honest. <laughs> So we have a fucking club, like me and some homies, that's just all wrestling based. 
Like it's just all we talk about is fucking wrestling and shit. And uh, you know, one of one of the homies had to get fucking DDT'd up out the group. You know, so. I mean, sometimes it'd be like that, I suppose. It is what it is. And the song was I rep. I, I said it earlier while you were talking, but I don't think you heard me. The the other fucking song that was on the album that I had done was I rep. Oh, okay. For the uh, the first two tracks you guys did, you and Buckshot. Yeah. It was I rep and Face on the Asphalt. Face on the Asphalt was uh, was Bucks, and I rep was the one that, that I had brought to the table. Right. Well, shit, man. It doesn't look like anybody wants to talk to us. What the fuck, oh, man? I'm not a phone person anyways. I like to ignore people's calls and text them, text them back. Right, right, right. All right, man. Well, with that, um, I mean, I'm out of questions. I thought maybe, uh, I thought maybe we get some callers and uh, we could talk some shit. But uh, that's all. That's all I really got for you, man. So, uh, is there any, any last minute things you want to say? Saturday night in the hood. People like to be out. Yeah, they're all uh, they're all out smoking and drinking and and, and partying it up and uh, bumping that new UGA album. They forgot. I hope so. Uh, no, like I said, man, just shout out to everybody that supported the album. Um, thank you guys so much. You know, to, to do an album after seven years, it's kind of a mind fuck because you don't want to alienate the people that have been waiting for it, but you don't want to alienate the brand new people that might not know who the fuck you are. Um, I think what we did came together very nicely and um, people seem to be fucking with it, man. And I'm, I'm mad proud. Uh, hopefully it leads to more. And uh, if not, you know, you can always catch me on social media. You can know, catch me on LSP, you know, doing my own shit. You know, I'm, I'm still an artist, UGA or not. So I will be around. That you will. They're all right here. Can I do that thing, that, that fucking TV thing? Or here's my finger at. My social media stuff is <laughs> right here down below. There you go, right there. Right. Right below here. Yeah, man, that that brings up a good point, man. Motherfuckers need to be following both of us on this social. I got like 20 fucking social media links on here. Go follow yeah, each do. and every one of those motherfuckers, man. That's the whole point, you know? Fucking follow me for real. I'm funny. He is funny. That, that that's something else I wanted to say too. Your your fucking social media posts crack me the fuck up, dude. You're always like, bruh, and then you start out, you go on like this tirade about some shit. You were talking about like a mosquito kicking your ass one time or something, or a fly or some shit. I was cracking up, dude. You're always doing that shit, man. So follow this dude, motherfucker. Got like, got like seven seven mosquito stories on my Facebook. I know they're ridiculous too. I love it. I love it. Good. Man, all right, man. Well, look, we're gonna uh, we're gonna end this motherfucker, uh, and uh, we'll be back in uh, a month with Psycho, man. You gotta thank you so much for doing this class. Um, it's a, it's an honor, it's a privilege, UGA motherfucker, and uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. it, and it's really good to see you making these moves, man. I just I just wanted to give you give you some shine time because you deserve it, man. Thank you, brother. Hey, I appreciate that. Big time, man. We've been friends for a long time. It's uh, dope for you to have me on the show. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you to everybody that checked it out and everybody that may check it out later when it pops up online and couldn't watch it live and shit. So, yeah, you know. if you if you missed it, it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, 
uh, YouTube. I mean, there's any number of ways for you to watch the show, even if you don't like Facebook. So uh, we'll definitely get it out there for them as soon as possible, probably tomorrow or the next day. It, all, all that shit will be live. So uh, you can help me share it, and we'll, we'll, we'll make sure as many people hear it as possible. Yep. I'm just the dude playing the dude dressed as another dude. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, man, we're gonna we're gonna play one more uh, class track. Uh, shut shit down. It seems fitting for the, uh, the fact that we're shutting shit down. So, uh, yeah, man. Have a good night, man. And we'll uh, we'll talk to y'all later. All right. See you, man. All right. Peace. All right, man. Thank you for watching. Have a good night. <laughs>